This is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. 1.2 seconds to go. Game tied at 104. Detroit inbounding near baseline right side. Calderon on the trigger. In the lane to Bullock. Floats it up and in. The Detroit Pistons win it at the buzzer. Jose Calderon finds Reggie Bullock in the lane. The Scotiabank Arena crowd is silenced. It just had to be, right? Paul Jones on the call, but Dwayne Casey over the course of his seven-year Raptor career always, and I mean always, criticized for his end-of-game <laughs> plays and his end of game management and it had to be on a final shot 1.2 seconds to go and it's Reggie Bullock of all players had five points on the night the big two seals it as Dwayne Casey wins in his homecoming improbably so down 19 crawl all the way back for a 106-104 victory over your Toronto Raptors How's it going out there, Toronto? Wow, that second half was ugly. Uh, Gareth Wheeler alongside Dwayne Sweets Watson. Get at us at Wheeler TSN at Dwayne Watson. The phone lines are open. At, well, will be open right after you hear from head coach Nick Nurse of the Toronto Raptors. I'll save the phone numbers for just a moment's time, and we'll go to Nick Nurse as soon as he speaks. We'll get to the final play, but if you don't believe that there's real, true, in authentic bitterness between these two clubs with Dwayne Casey and Nick Nurse. You got to be kidding yourself. Dwayne, you pointed out something right when the game ended. Dwayne Casey and the, and the Pistons celebrating on the court. What happened upon Casey and his coaching staff exiting here that we do not see ever in terms of visiting teams in this building? Well, I'm going to take it back to the beginning of the game. And of course, you know, we're kind of waiting for Coach Casey to do the court, see the fans react and acknowledge him, which they did. But. The VOM, the entranceway to the Raptors bench is where both teams traditionally always enter and exit the arena. It's it's on the Young Street side. Or That's York Street. York side. Street side. Exactly. It's basically the northwest side of the building. Right, beside the Raptors bench. Yes. Casey came in from the entrance from the Bay Street side, which is where basically everyone else walks in into the floor. But players don't. Players and coaches don't enter through that way. So I thought that was interesting because everyone's wa- waiting for him to come out those main way, and he didn't. And he came out that way. So it was kind of awkward. No big deal. You know, sometimes players come through, coaches, a lot of stragglers come through, they get through as close as the just, just for context, that's right. where, like, the lower bowl courtside uh, spectators in the building, that's where they come exactly. through. Exactly. Yeah, that's public access area. Public exactly. access, yes. Exactly. But, of course, they great game winner, mob on the court, and Casey leads his team through that same entrance, public entrance way that everyone goes through. Security had to basically hold people back from exiting because that's where normal people leave. And they all went that way so they wouldn't have to walk past the Raptors bench. And that's it. Just so they wouldn't have to cross the Raptors bench or cross past or walk down that familiar tunnel. And that would have been a plan win or lose, I'm sure. Because security was ready for I'm that. sure it was. But that really yes. perfectly paints a picture of the divide. Doesn't have to walk by the locker room. Doesn't have to see any of the staff. They're going straight through there to their locker room. But the, the Raptors players, when, when that final horn went they didn't even look no. to see if the shot got off no. in time they were down that tunnel so the pistons are all celebrating 
they could have walked down that way. In fact, after the celebrations, Pistons players still did walk down the traditional tunnel. After doing their media. Casey and his coaching staff went the other way. Exactly. Th- that speaks volumes yeah. to me. So if you think that this thing's a little bit manufactured, that maybe it's a little bit Overhyped. exaggerated, ladies and gentlemen, it's not. No, it's there real. is some bitterness here and a... Well, I don't even want to call it a bittersweet, a sweet night for Dwayne Casey, in indeed, fairness, in indeed. the Pistons. And you mentioned Reggie Bullock with his five points. Let's talk about the guy who gave him the pass. Jose Calderon, five minutes, one rebound, two assists. He made that pass to Bullock in the pocket. You know, the thing about that play, too, is that Pascal Siaka made that great block to, at two seconds left to stop it. They didn't have a timeout, but they had another play ready, and we talked about Casey being questionable execution at the end of the game. And they made the perfect pass, the perfect play out of the baseline. And Bullock, let's be honest, he was like the third or fourth option it, 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 <laughs> right exactly. there. But he stayed alive, so full credit to him. Let's go down to Nick Nurse and the Raptors head coach right now. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that that was important, Doug. I think more important, though, was that we, you know, we had a, what, 17-point lead, I think, at one time. And I just think we... We've done this a little bit too often, and I was hoping it wasn't going to bite us in the butt, right? We, we've had these 20-point leads and cut back to six, and, and it was a really similar pattern from what we've seen is that um, we just took our foot off the gas a little bit defensively, and all of a sudden they're shooting a couple wide-open threes, and that just sparks them. Bang, bang, a couple threes go in, and then another one goes in, and all of a sudden that all that work you've done for, let's say, 34 minutes is gone quickly because you just took your foot off the gas a little bit. So I, I'm probably a little more disappointed in that, to be honest. Three-point shooting again tonight just didn't get very many makes. They're different guys taking them because you're missing a bunch of three-point shooters? <laughs> We're missing quite a few three-point shooters tonight in the end, right? I think, uh, yeah, three or four at least. But, but um, yeah, I don't know. They did a good job. I give them credit for, you know, they, they know we like to shoot a lot of threes. They did a good job of extending their defense and at the same time making it pretty tough on the ball for us. I didn't think we were getting um, a lot of clean penetration to draw much more help to get the kickouts that we normally get. So um, give them a lot of credit for their they, – they played great defense in the second half. Having in the game, but you had surge surge's injuries before. Yep. Is that does have they told you anything? Is that long or no? Long that, that's just going to be one game. It's just be one game. He'll be back Friday, but I don't know what happened with Danny as of yet either. He got cracked pretty good there in the back. It didn't didn't look good to me as the way he came off the floor. I know you don't want to call Greg just an insurance policy, but it's nice to have a guy like that that you can plug in on a night like tonight when you're playing that team. Yeah, he, he was great, right? And that's it's exactly why we had him. We we would we would assume that there's going to be some moments of surge or JV not playing all 82, right? And um, he did a he did a awesome job. I thought he was great. He was he was a little tired there in stretches, but he battled and um, and was really solid out there. Did you see any sorry? Did you see any issues in tonight's game that were the same as the New Orleans game? Or was this a different kind of? Block? No, I didn't. I didn't. Not really. I thought. I thought. Uh, especially uh, for the most part, we were. We were. You know, we're, our, our pace was pretty good. Especially the first half, our our attentive to, to defense was pretty good. I mean, you know, we had to make our choices of letting Blake back some guys down that, that weren't quite as big as he was, and settle for the twos and try to, you know, try to keep in it. And it was fine. You know, I kind of look up. He had twenty or something at halftime around there, I think, and. And I was kind of okay with it because I thought the flow of the game was was it was in our favor and uh, didn't need to make a whole lot of adjustments. I mean, we ended up having a bunch of 
guys get in foul trouble, so we kind of started to rotate a bunch of different guys in, in and out at four and five. Um, I mean, it wasn't serious foul trouble, but it was like four with you know a lot of time left to go in the third, a couple guys. So, um, no, I, th- I thought we were I thought we were okay as far as our concentration and focus. Before Danny went out, I mean, they, that's two games in a row where you kind of I don't know if you just if they're missing him or if you're, he's just getting that, a lot of extra attention these last two games. But he's been like Pretty really quiet. quiet the last early for the last two games. Yeah, you're right. Pretty pretty quiet. Um, you know, he's he's uh, one of those guys that that they know is dangerous, right? And they're they're again they're giving him a lot of attention, and it, it comes and goes a little bit, I think. And there was a couple teams in here that came in and guarded him pretty good. Well, I thought they worked hard and battled him, right? And uh, you know, again, I give them a lot of credit. They made some good adjustments when we put when we put Kawhi on him. They took him out on the perimeter a little bit and and ran some different things. It was pretty consistent. They'd post him against Pascal and put him in screen and rolls against Kawhi, hoping we'd switch to get Kawhi off him. And we, and we tried to tried to keep him in there. And he, you know, and and he went to the nail there, right there at the middle of the free throw line, and you know, backed his way in a few times. And you know, he missed some. He made made a couple of really good tough shots and. And, um, you know, he played a great game. He's a great player. That final play there, the, the bullet one, yeah. uh, did you get to watch it back? Did you see Which one? On that? The, the winner, that bullet hit? Oh, no, I, didn't, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, okay. I haven't seen it. I didn't get a great look at it either during, during the game. So I'll, I'll, I'll check it out at some point before, before I see the team tomorrow and go through it. Thank you, okay, thanks a lot. Well... There he was post-game, Nick Nurse in his post-game comments after losing 106-104. No real questions about Dwayne Casey. It's kind of unusual. Well, I think not the (laughs) questions that we would have asked. And and, and, and nothing about how the Pistons end up outscoring the Raptors 40-19 to win this game here in the second half. The Raptors, with three minutes and 13 seconds to go in the third quarter, were up 19-88 or sorry, eighty-five, sixty-six. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just. Uh, I mean, so. Coach Casey question fine. Then Nick's probably tired of talking, but that's fine. We we've had questions throughout the game. We talked at halftime. We said, okay, we've got Pascal on, on Blake Griffin. That matchup is a tough matchup for him. Pascal doesn't have the physicality to match up with a guy like Blake Griffin. So we were thinking, as we talked with Josh Lundberg as well, that we would see Kawhi matching up there. We saw OG and Anobi matching up there. And that That's why that question right there was really weird because all night long you saw Kawhi Leonard on the ball, on Reggie Jackson. Which, and, and it was just the last couple possessions where he was switched on to Blake Griffin. Right. Blake was sitting on the screens and, of course, yes, the switch happened. Right. But it wasn't by design, which is exactly. odd because why isn't – and, I mean, yeah, I think you want to have – when a guy like Blake Griffin's having a good night playing the way he's been playing this season, you want your best defender on him. And if Serge Brock is not out there in terms of the length, so Kawhi Leonard is that guy. And the fact that they weren't throwing him at him right away I felt was a little weird. And I think that begs the question, like, why is not your best defender defending the best player in the game? I mean, he was getting on the switch, but why is he covering Reggie Jackson, who is a guy who is a guy off the dribble, but, you know, you'll leave him to take that jump shot. And I thought that was a little weird. Did, did you have a bigger problem with the game finishing that way of the defensive end, or was it the fact that the Raptors' offense, too many turnovers late, too many missed free throws, and in a game – 
you're not going to win many NBA games here in 2018 hitting only four three-point shots the entire game, Dwayne. Yeah. It's, it seems like, yeah, th- right, there was areas and room to clean up defensively, 100%, and I'm with you. But really the root of their problems at the end is their offense went stagnant, which that's what really surprised me in the end. Yeah, the fact they weren't able to get the buckets, and I mean, I don't want to gloss over everything you just said because I'm not because it all was very valid, but – you know, you brought this to me in terms of where's Kyle Lowry on the offensive end in terms, in terms of we talked about one thing about Kyle is that he's a great facilitator, but when he wants to, and we saw it all uh, very much for the early part of the season, he could take the game into his own hands. And the fact that he wasn't looking for his shot, you know, I think he took two shots in the last quarter alone. Even He, he took two shots back to back, like literally in the last 90 seconds after taking three the entire rest of the second half. Right. He had two points like going into the final two minutes of the second half, in the second half. And he, he, look, he only took 10 shots all night long, and one of them was a mistimed one late where he actually slipped and he forced it. But I was just looking at that second half. These are the times where I'm critical of Kyle Lowry. Sometimes Lowry defers too much. And a night like this where you're struggling to find open looks, clearly the outside game's not going. There was a lot of times where he just deferred, just hand off the pass or look for like that intricate pass down low when he has the ability to create a shot on his own. Like Langston Galloway, I'm sorry, he cannot stay with them. <laughs> Understand what your matchup is. Yeah. Like tonight, Kyle Lowry goes 14, 7, and 7. You're like, oh, he's 6 of 10 from the floor. But this is a night where he has to take at least 15 to 20 shots. He's got four guys on this team who shot, took more shot attempts than Kyle Lowry. So Leonard, Siakam, Valanciunas, and OG. Ananobi took more, and he took the exact same amount of shots as Greg Monroe. Right. And this guy's supposed to be like, if not your 1A, your 1B. Exactly. And I think that's, that's a concern because it wasn't even, he, wasn't, it wasn't, he, wasn't, he just wasn't looking for a shot. And that's a concern because when your team needs these buckets, Kyle's a guy who could score when he wants to. And you're right, recognizing the matchup, we know the Pelicans' backcourt came in and did a job on these guys, but this is not the Pelicans' backcourt. Reggie Jackson, Langston Galloway are not threats. He knows he can get a bucks when he wants. He's got to look for that offense, especially when it's not coming like a guy like Serge isn't there to help short up for this team. He has to take the ball in his own hands at some point, and he didn't do that. I appreciate that injuries play a role. You lose Danny Green within the game, but I, I, Fred Van Vliet was cold tonight. He was just 2 of 8. DeLon Wright only played 14 minutes. Oh, four. For, for, for some reason, like... These are key guys, and the Raptors have been able to dig deep. Dig, dig deep. They have depth, so I don't use that as an excuse. They just those players simply did not find their groove well, at all. Well, let's talk about the young backcourt in terms of Delon Wright and Van Vliet. I mean, they've had moments, but they haven't really been strong this season. And I think it's been overshadowed by the fact of you know Kawhi Leonard, the the two the five guys like in terms of Pascal, sorry, a surge, and JV playing so strong, Pascal playing so strong, but. Those two guys have to play solid. They have to steady the offensive flow for this team. They have to be able to knock down the three ball, which we know that you know Fred's a guy that can do that. And they've been, they haven't really been there for this team. I mean, all, all the numbers are bad. Like, they had 70 points in the paint. They shot 49% from the field. But when you don't hit free threes and you don't make free throws and you turn over the ball 20 times, yep. you're asking for trouble. Yep. And everything completely went flat in this building in the second half. You had them down on the floor, foot on the jugular, and you let it off. You let him back in. And because of that, Dwayne Casey leaves tonight. A happy man and in many people's eyes. And, and I don't agree with this, but they'll say justice has been served. We're going to hear 
And, and again, I don't agree with that. No, 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 but that, right, that's though. a sentiment. People are hitting us up on Twitter, at WheelerTSN, at Dwayne Watson, saying that. We'll explain why it isn't. But you're going to hear from a very jubilant Dwayne Casey. He celebrated on the floor like he won the Super Bowl, <laughs> won the Larry O'Brien after the game. You're going to hear from Dwayne Casey next, and we'll open up the phone lines, Toronto. We want to hear from you. What does this win say, if anything, about the coaching decisions made by this organization 416-870-1050 416-870-1050 toll free at 1-855-591-6876 somehow some way the detroit pistons come back from 19 points down with just over 15 minutes left in the game to win 106-104 at the buzzer over the toronto raptors gareth wheeler Dwayne watson with you this is tangerine raptors basketball and you're listening on tsn 1050 Pistons stunned the Raptors somehow, someway, a 106-104 victory here at the Scotiabank Arena. Gareth Wheeler, Dwayne Watson with you. I'm still trying to piece together what actually played out there in the, in the, <laughs> over the last quarter and change, Dwayne. Um, it doesn't make much sense. One thing that will uh, at least raise the eyebrow, at the very least of Raptors fans, Two well-executed and well-drawn-up inbounds plays to end the game by Dwayne Casey. One, it took a spectacularly athletic block by Pascal Siakam to put the ball out of play, but we've seen that play before. The high double screen and roll to the hoop, and then a little just dump off inside where Bullock nailed the winner off glass with 1.2 to go. Yeah, and that was, you know, it, it's tough when you've got like one point in the inbounds, but you got to make sure you protect right in the basket. It can't be too easy for them, and obviously um, that secondary play they had ready worked for them, and, and that was tough. I mean, I'm looking at the bench scoring. You talked about how did it happen, but Raptors are scored 40-28 to 28 by Detroit. You take uh, Greg Monroe's 17 points out of there, that's not a lot of points for this Raptors bench. No kidding, and that includes important players like Van Vliet, and Wright and Ananobi, a little bit of a failure to launch tonight. Uh, Dwayne Casey, obviously jubilant. No tie tonight, by the no. way. Notice that. A little bit of a different look for Coach Casey. He was beaming after this one wrapped up. Before we get to your phone calls, queue up now at 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. If you don't feel like chatting, that's cool. We'll share your thoughts on Twitter at WheelerTSN, at Dwayne Watson. Without further ado, let's hear the post-game commentary from the former head coach and now winning Pistons head coach in Dwayne Casey. What would be the best way to describe your emotions when that ball went through from Reggie? I felt good. I felt good for the players because we were 19 down. They didn't give up. They didn't give in. Uh, kept scrapping, and that's got to be who we are each and every night. We've been working on that, uh, you know, and tonight we were successful with it against what, a very good team. What was the key for you guys when you guys were down 19 to get on that tear at the end of the third? Defend. Well, I thought defensively the second unit right before the third quarter we went 11-2 and two or whatever it was run. But our defense locked down, and I thought it gave us a chance. Uh, we're, we're, we're playing the analytical game. We're not shooting the ball really well right now, but if you play tough defense, you give your offense a chance to, to, to go. And uh, Blake is a dynamic player. We're doing it in a different way. 
but uh, he gives us an opportunity once he gets to the sweet spot to, to get what we want. Good defense collectively in the second half, but what can you say about the effort of Stanley Johnson against Kawhi? He did a good job defensively. He made some big shots, made some big threes, but again, I thought his defense, Stanley's a strong young man. He's, he's, that's who he is. That's who he has to be for us. I thought he came in and made a, made a statement defensively more so than when he's out. He made his open shots. But uh, defensively, he used his body, used his size against Kawhi, who was one of the most dynamic, you know, wings in the league to guard. So, uh, you know, they're they're a good team. Uh, you know, I know I know firsthand how good they are. And you add Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green to that team. You add uh, two champion caliber players to the to a team. Uh, Coach, after you get the the game winner there at the buzzer. Everybody kind of corrals in the corner there. Guys are all over you. What, what What is that emotion like? They were pulling for me. I mean, I appreciate that tremendously. And again, um, you make what you say. It's a, a player's league. Uh, it's about the players. It's not about coaching. It's about players. And But again, it's about human beings. And those human beings, they felt for me, uh, telling me I was trying to deflect it as much as they could. But, you know, Blake was the first one. This is a great one for you, coach. And and, and that means something when you, your star player comes to you that and tells you that and other players join in. And we have a unit. We have a good unit. We may not be as talented, but we're going to be one of the scrappiest bunches in, in the Eastern Conference. I promise you that. Well, yeah, we were trying to get a backup. We were new. We were, uh, you know, we had no timeouts. I used the timeout to get. I thought if we had a, I told Jose we we're going to trade his butt for an inbound passer because he threw the ball behind Glenn Robinson, and we had worked on that play this morning. And uh, if he had been, he would have had the lob. But again, uh, we wanted to get. We have a, a action that we call in that situation short clock, uh, and uh, Reggie Bullock read it and, and executed it well. Danny, I mean, you know, uh, Michael, you know, you get criticized for a lot of things. People have their own perception. Perception, he's a communicator, he's a hard worker, he's a grinder. I respect him. You know, I've been in this league a long time. I've seen every situation there is. You know, execution, knowing in the game plays. I'll put him up against anybody in the NBA. But people have to hang their hat on something, say he can't do this, he can't make decisions, he can't die. I just smile at it because I just look at my track record uh, defensively and offensively against anybody in this league. So uh, with that said, it does feel good to be able to execute, not against just this team and anybody. You want to make, make sure you put your players in the best position to win. Again, that's what it's about. It's not about me. When you focused on the game, but during the first time out, they gave you the uh, video tribute, but the ovation as well. How, how did that feel? I didn't even see episode? it. I did not see it. Uh, I didn't see it. Uh, you know, I, I, Blake, matter of fact, Blake grabbed me and told me I, sh I better stand up. And I was, you know, I heard the crowd, and I, but I really appreciate that. Again, class organization. I said MLSE, Larry Tannenbaum, George Cope, uh, class organization, one of the best of a sports organization in sport. Not just basketball, in all sports. So uh, I would have been disappointed if they didn't do something like that for former players. Then when DeMar DeRozan comes back to do something for him, for what he's done for this franchise over the years. It was it was good. I, I really appreciate that. Again, the, the, some of the best fans in the world here. I would say that put them up against anybody. I said that when I was here. Said that when I'm coming back. They're rabid. They're they're passionate. Uh, they love their team. The whole country does. That's the, the advantage this team has. They have a whole country behind them. 
And, uh, you know, if you're part of this organization, you better understand that and take pride in it and, uh, and understand it's not just about you or one person. It's about this whole country. That executed the last play. You've been here. You've been in this league. Um, but given the situation, the circumstances today, is there a little bit of uh, walking out of some balance? Again, no, not really. It, you know, I'm glad we got a win. I don't. You know, I, I'm just happy we got a win. And again, we're trying to establish where this team is. We're trying to get to where this team is. You know, they they've got a they've you know I told JD and DJ they did too good of a job of developing Pascal over the last two three years and uh, those young guys and uh, you know they're they're ready they're ready they're a very good team they should represent they should be right at the top of the East uh, you know and again uh, that's that's what they they've done. Wow, Dwayne Casey feeling good post game mm -hmm. those were his post game comments after the 106 104 victory uh, gareth wheeler Dwayne watson with you in the phone lines are open toronto 416-870-1050 and toll free at 1-855-591-6876 um i'm not sure what stood out to you Dwayne, but casey said he put up his defensive or offensive record against anyone in else the in the nba yep your thoughts He's confident. He's a right to be. I mean, <laughs> and I mean, he's gonna. Coach Casey is always. We've seen this with big Raptors wins. He's like, okay, we got enjoy tonight, and we're gonna move on to the next win. This was a big win for Dwayne Casey tonight. He got let go by this organization after being coach of the year. He wanted this win. He's not happy with Nick Nurse. He's very, very happy. He's certainly not happy with Masai Ujiri either. Who we neglected to mention. You mentioned Tannenbaum. You mentioned other people within exactly. the organization. Uh, he's I mean, happy. And, and honestly, too, I mean, like, they dug down and did, you know, this was a point. This is the thing. Like, the sour grapes, enough with it. Dwayne Casey, because he got let go, became a very – if he was a rich man before, he's an exceptionally wealthy man now. He got handed a fat contract by the Detroit Pistons to take over that organization. Enough is enough. People get fired in the NBA, Agreed. the NHL, and Major League Baseball, even people that have a level of success. When you, I'll get back to this. It's fine that you're doing this in November. Let's see what happens come springtime because that's why he's not here in Toronto anymore. It has nothing to do about what you do on a Wednesday night in November. It is everything what you do when the going gets tough in playoff basketball. And Dwayne Casey, if he cannot recognize his failures, then he's simply choosing not to. To, or he's absolutely hey, blind. You're right. Celebrate hey, tonight. Hey, hey, hey. Bring it this spring. You're right. You're right. But he's not sitting here saying he's, you know. That's like, what I'm saying. That's fair. But he did it tonight against a better team. And you have to give sure. him that. In a hole. Well, if we're only talking about tonight. Yeah. About, right. I, mean, I hear you. I, I agree with you what you're saying. Now. All right. 416-870-1050. Toll free <laughs> at 1-855-591-6876. Let's go to Burlington, Ontario. What's up, Roger? How are you? What's going on, boys? Great, so love love listening to you guys. Where do you want to go with this? Do you want to talk Casey? Do you want to talk the Raptors' performance? I want to talk about a little bit of Casey, and I want to talk about the Raptors. You know what? We all, I'm on the same page. You know, everybody gets fired, move on, whatever. I got to give it up to the guy. That was a good win for him. He deserves it. For everything that he's he's done here, I can give that to him. And you know what? The Raptors stopped playing defense in the fourth quarter. With that lead that they had, they thought they were okay. They started taking bad shots. 
they weren't passing the ball like fluently like how they usually do. And at the end of the day, it's it's kind of good to see it now, and especially against Casey, because I think going forward, that's going to be a big motivation for the coach and for the guys on the team. And it goes to show, having Ibaka in the lineup makes a huge difference, especially the way he's playing right now. Roger, I don't know if you said that a year ago. Oddly enough, I mean, Ibaka's been great for them, but I totally agree with you in terms of this loss and what it means because we've been talking about this team all season that have great things to say all season and no real problems, no real weaknesses, but they took the foot off the gas in the, in the fourth quarter with this team, and no, that was the problem. No kidding. Big time. The, the defensive play, sure. They let the Pistons back in. Like, this is an offensive league, Roger, and the Raptors kept the Pistons in both quarters under 30 points. And keeping a team under 30 points, okay, you can live with that. The problem was they scored 16 in the fourth quarter. What happened to the offense? There was missed free throws. There was there was no no game whatsoever from distance. And this is back to back games where the guard play is being subpar for this Raptors team. Yeah. And both of the both nights ended up in an L. Yeah, yeah. Without so, question. so totally right because even when I uh, started like saying, "Oh my God, you, like are they coming back?" Like, and right. when when they took the lead, I was shocked, but I wasn't too shocked because. It's, that's what Casey does, and he's done it for us when he was the coach plenty of times. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is that you could see the flaws of what they were doing. They weren't playing that, like a team, but uh, a game. Like it was like individuals. Okay, you know what? Kyle Larry looks like he didn't even want to shoot the ball tonight. No, exactly. I, I uh, Roger, Roger, we got to get to some other calls, but thank you for your point, and we'll continue to talk. Lowry in a few moments time. 416-870-1050. Let's go to the east side, Whitby, Ontario. Jeremy, you're next up. How are you tonight, Jeremy? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good, man. Great. Thanks for holding. Where do you want to go with this? So I, I'd like to talk a little bit about the game and about Casey as well. Yep. Uh, sure. Wheeler, I got to agree with you on this one, though. Like, when you take a job as a professional coach in just about any league, you know eventually you're going to be fired. Like Popovich and Rick Carlisle are like the, the only guys to stand, like the longest center. Everybody else moves on. Right, you know that's going to happen, okay? I get being upset, but when you lose to the same guy and you get swept two years in a row, despite having a better roster both times, what do you think is going to happen? Okay, exactly. So First, Casey. Yeah, well Good. said. Yeah, thank you. So, congratulations to him. Like that's great. It hurts, but if it had to happen, I guess like I could be okay with it being Dwayne Casey. And then with with regards to uh, the way the team is playing, like everyone is really excited. The like, Raptors are twelve and one. That's awesome. But you've noticed that there's usually one area that's kind of lacking, but then another area that we excel and really picks up. So, like what you guys are saying, the last two games, both else, really struggle with the three-point shot, right? But you look at the win streaks that we're putting out, we're shooting in the high 40s, close to 50% from distance. And if the bench play wasn't quite there, and you had Lowry and uh, Kawhi come back in to kind of seal things, you could do it. So it just shows you need, you need to keep that ball moving, find the, find the open shot, hit the open three when you get it, and but that defense has to stick together. That Pascal Siakam block with two seconds left, I jumped out of my seat. My seat. That was ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. and I, I wanted the game to be over right there, like go to overtime. These things happen, but they need to regroup, rally. You've got a tough opponent this Friday in Boston, and you're going to Boston as well. It is an away game, right? Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. But Thanks, Jeremy. You need, sorry? Uh, yeah, uh, Jeremy, thanks for your phone call. I, I think that you raise a good point 
when one area of the game's up, another one's faltered. Yep. This is what early season basketball is all about. Across the league, like big teams have lost the Golden State Warriors. The Raptors coming into tonight are the best record in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So let's not lose sight on that. Oftentimes, you have stinkers. It's just back-to-back games on home court. That's what surprises you. Yeah. Monday night, you wash that clean. Tonight, you look like you were good to go. 313 left to go in the third. You're up 19. And it looks like despite your three-point woes that you're going to be able to pull this out. But game management was a problem. And too many turnovers late, and, and not enough players other than Kawhi Leonard willing and able to step up and take shots. And that's the problem. I mean, this is the new NBA. You can't shoot four for 20 in a game and expect to win. And this Boston game coming out next to me tough. I mean, this is the team the Raptors beat. The, Rapt- the, the Celtics are struggling. The Epson are proven. They're going to be waiting for this Raptors team and throw their best at them. Right. Uh, you're going to hear from Blake Griffin. He sent a message to the Raptors front office. And you're going to hear from Kyle Lowry and his explanation about what actually happened on the final play. Was it a defensive breakdown? Did the Pistons do something right? You're going to hear from Kyle Lowry next as well. Raptors lose 106-104. Phone lines will continue to be open at 416-870-1050 and toll free at 1-855-591-6876. Wheeler and Watson with you. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball across the TSN radio network. Raptors lose at the buzzer, 106-104. Dwayne Casey wins. Proves victorious on his homecoming, but I think a lot of it had to do, as much as it was a Pistons win, it was a Raptors loss tonight, helping hand that W on a platter to their former head coach. Gareth Wheeler alongside Dwayne Watson at Wheeler TSN. At Dwayne Watson, the full lines remain open at 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050 and toll free at 1-855-591-6876. What was the biggest problem, not only tonight, but Monday night for your Toronto Raptors? And, and your thoughts on Dwayne Casey feeling no pain right now, kind of sticking it at the Toronto Raptors, at least front office in, in yep. this organization. And, and Dwayne pointed this out. And if you're just tuning in now, if you're in the car on the way home, Dwayne Casey coming into the building tonight and leaving the building tonight came through the public ent- entrance in on the northeast side of the stadium, of the arena, when typically both teams come through the entrance on the northwest side. So that was clear. That was poignant. You staying away from any kind of physical confrontation, face-to-face, eye contact with anyone involved with the Toronto Raptors coaching staff. I've never seen that happen before. I've never seen a team move out that exit ever because they consolidated through one. But he knows the building. He knows how it works. Someone did message and said the only other time that they've seen it was when the Nets came in and won that game seven. They, some players snuck out the other way because it was kind of pandemonium right, in right, here. Right, right, right. That was the only other time. Yeah, or maybe if there's like an incident at the end of the game and they don't want players to be in the hallway, right. they'll make, but otherwise, yes. Yeah, and that, that's where they go out if you get ejected or, right. or, and that sort of thing. It's a great spot by Dwayne Watson. Your phone calls in just a moment, but here's some shade thrown by Blake Griffin. Now, Griffin had a great game tonight, a game-high 30 points. I mean, he did a little bit of everything, 12 yeah. rebounds as well. He was phenomenal. And he was asked about the Pistons and Dwayne Casey being able to draw up an end-of-game play like the way they did, not just once, but twice. Coach does that, gets you not one but two plays with two seconds left, only one timeout. 
Um, does it does it kind of get the attention of his team, saying this is a guy who can we can look to in situations like that? Yeah, I mean, we know that. We don't. We this isn't like we just discovered this for the first time today. Um, you know, he's he's put in. We put in plays like that all the time in practice. Um, you know, and he demands execution, and, and um, we executed. But um, you know, maybe to Toronto fans or, or certainly their GM, maybe it was a surprise, um, but not to us. Woo. Shots fired. What do you make of that? Hey, I mean, isn't this a guy that got to fight with his own team here in Toronto once? His own trainer, it was equipment manager. Yeah, equipment manager. Toronto, yeah. yeah, yeah. And got his butt kicked. No, hey, listen. <laughs> they won. They got the right to gloat. It's all good. They're gonna. We and the thing is, that's he knows. Everyone knows how important this game is to I Coach know. Casey. So, yeah. hey. Four one six eight seven zero ten fifty. Mark in Georgetown. What are your thoughts, Mark? Thanks for taking my call, gentlemen. It's hard to criticize Messiah Jury's appointing Nick Nurse when they're 12 and one, but now they've lost two in a row. So let the hounds out. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, let me let me be the first, Sweets and Gareth. Give me the mic for just 30 seconds here. Take it. Okay. So I got guys calling in. I'm laughing because they're like, "Why is he crying like spoiled milk? He got swept twice." In the playoffs, okay, I was his biggest hater. So good riddance, Dwayne Casey. You didn't get the job done in June. But Masai, your former franchise guy and your head coach won't even mutter your name anymore. And you hired his assistant for five years. Gareth, Dwayne, you're in a marriage. You have two beautiful kids. Actually, he won three 50-win seasons. What's up? You have three beautiful kids. You all of a sudden leave your beautiful wife. She didn't do nothing to you. And you sleep with her best friend? Come on, man. I still am scratching my head that they went to his assistant of five years and there's animosity between Masai and Casey. Please explain that one to me. Okay. Th- thanks for the phone call, Mark. Uh, well done on the mic, by the way. On flames. Yeah. L- look, I don't think that the first choice was going to Nick Nurse. I thought that was always Mike Budenholzer, and they landed on Nick Nurse. Now, that's with all due respect because, honestly, I think Nick Nurse has done a great job with this team. I think he's embraced the role, and I think he's done little things that have helped this team improve. Now, will it pay off in the end? I, I'm not a fortune teller, but I honestly like what I've seen thus far, notwithstanding the last 15 minutes of this ball game tonight where the team was out of options. Now, Dwayne Casey said in his post-game comments, players go out there and win games. And for me, tonight, some of Nick Nurse, his players let him down. If I had one criticism, Dwayne, of Nurse tonight, some of those defensive assignments, the fact that Kawhi Leonard wasn't on Blake Griffin for the vast majority of this game, that was a mistake. Yeah, I agree with you on that completely. I'm going to go back to Mike's call in terms of, you know, and you mentioned that. Mark. Mark, sorry, Mark. Um, Budenholzer was the first choice. Everyone was the first choice before Nick Nurse. We all, every, the whole thought process is that they have to get a new coach. They have to get fresh eyes, fresh blood, and they're looking at different guys. But the other thing we have to realize, too, is that Nick Nurse was hired by Messiah Jury. He wasn't hired by Dwayne Casey. So it's not like we're buddies and then you stab me in the back. He was kind of put there by Messiah. So he's also Messiah's guy. Yes. So while he was on Coach Casey's staff, he wasn't necessarily his guy. So when this happens, you can see it happening because he's like – Nick Nurse's loyalty is to Masai. He's the one who hired him. And I'm not sure if Mark's... Mark, are you still there? Mark might be gone. I'll, I'll also say this. There's a small army there of coaches on this Raptors yeah, staff. there is. And the vast majority of them are brand spanking new. Yeah. It's a new group, although 
the main voice is a new main voice. That's not how things work. Like, Nurse worked on the offense for the Raptors over the years, and I think it's undeniable that they've improved. And even earlier this season, they've been ticking over nicely. Just because it doesn't work one, two games in a row, and I will still argue on Monday night the way that Ananobi, Siakam, Leonard play, that was good enough to win that game. Defensively, they weren't good enough. And the guard production wasn't good enough, and the lack of guard production rolled over here into tonight's game as well. Agreed. And, I mean, let's, let's want, there's one thing we're not really talking about or haven't really touched on. If, I mean, I feel if Serge Ibaka is here tonight, they win this game. You based think on, so? Based on yeah. how he's played this season, based on the length. I'm not saying he could stop Blake Griffin, but the length he could present to Blake Griffin because they never really had someone who could really even match up well with Blake. Good call. And I think that they win this game. I think he's a matchup problem for them. And Mind you, if they didn't shoot 58% from the free throw line, they win this game. Or they didn't shoot 4 right. for 20, they win this game. Despite but, losing uh, Danny Green. And Danny Green's actually standing in the crowd. We see him. like He's yeah. walking around right now. He, he, he's out here talking to some fans lingering in the building. They lose Green. No Powell. No Miles. No Ibaka. Still, it shouldn't have been a problem. It should have been no contest. Agreed. They let they handed over that win yep. to the Pistons. The, guy, the guys who were there in, in uniform needed to step up and play better than they did. And, you know, you look at the second unit who were out there when the Pistons made this run to come back, and they had to bring the starters back right. in. This is a team that customarily, when the second unit's out there, they take care of business, and they didn't tonight. Because the game went a little late, we'll go a little bit past 11 o'clock. We could sneak in a phone call for or two at 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050. Uh, toll free at 1-855-591-6876. You're going to hear from Kyle Lowry's explanation on what exactly happened on that Reggie Bullock game-winning shot. That's all coming up. This is Tangerine Raptors Basketball. I'm Wheeler. He's Watson. And this is the mighty TSN 1050. Raptors fall the Pistons 106-104. This is Tangerine Raptors Basketball. Wheeler and Watson with you. An emotional night down here at the Scotiabank Arena. And what, what happened late is the Raptors had their chances to win this game, Dwayne. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard, like of all people bringing the ball up the floor, and it was actually a pretty creative clear out because at the last minute, all the Raptors players went from right to left, cleared out for Kawhi Leonard. Bounce off, was it his shin or his foot? It was off his shin. It almost killed the guy in the <laughs> second row. Yeah, we came in hot. I mean, 10 seconds, three-quarter inbound, Kawhi and Stanley Johnson, who made a couple of threes back-to-back. And, you know, we've we seen Kawhi. We know what's going to happen. And it's also a tribute to iso ball, which this team is known for. And he just booted the ball. Yeah. And that. the guy the denim jacket, my God, denim Dan almost took it right the peak. And the <laughs> and, but, but there were other times. Like, for me, we saw vintage Dwayne Casey and his coaching down the stretch each and every time. Just like they give the ball to DeMar DeRozan when he was a head coach of the Raptors, yep. they just gave the ball to Blake Griffin. Iso ball one on one. It was vintage Casey. Yeah, drew up two good plays. We knew the one from his time with the Raptors. They yeah. finished the other. But and 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 this is an important one as well. Kyle Lowry's unlucky not to be shooting free throws down the other way. He comes up with the defensive rebound. Yeah. He's fouled by Blake Griffin, but instead of giving the foul, they give the Raptors a timeout. Yeah. Was that the right call? That was not the right call, and we saw it. Coach Nick Nurse almost got a technical for arguing so vociferously about how bad the call was. And the ref kind of took an attitude like, you know, get in my face, you're going to earn a team. At that point, Nurse couldn't take one. But obviously, Kyle went down through the contact and said it was a timeout. 
I don't buy that call. Right. But you can't review that. By the way, good use of the word vociferously. Thank you, sir. You're on point tonight, Dwayne. Uh, let's hear from Kyle Lowry. You and I both critical of his play tonight, yep. just deferring too much offensively. Defensively, still solid. Like, drawing charges, drew a big one on Andre Drummond. Yeah. Pulled down some big rebounds. And here's Lowry's explanation of what happened on that Reggie Bullock make, which sealed the Raptors' fate with an L tonight. Just talking, man. Communication. Yeah. Open your mouth. You gotta speak. You gotta talk. You gotta, you gotta say something. You can't play if you can't say nothing. Is that more on the defensive end? Or? I think it's, yeah, de- yeah. defensively, yeah. I mean, it, it's just we have to, on the last possession, you gotta communicate. We have to open our mouth and say switch. You know, we have to talk. And that's simple as that. It's a poignant um, comment by Lowry. If you look who's on the floor at that time, not a whole lot of vocal guys. Leonard, Siakam, JV, I, I'm missing one, Ananobi. Like, these aren't the most. Yeah, but you know. This, you I, I, I know. Yeah. I, I, like, it, it's no excuse. Right. But that's who he's on the floor with at the time. Those guys have to communicate. He's right. Without question. I mean, like, you know, they don't got to do, you know, war and peace out there. But they got to say, hey, switch, <laughs> help. I mean, they just got to communicate. And that's the key on any level, especially at that juncture when you know that there's two seconds left in the game. You make a great defensive play, and you want one more stop. Communicate, because that basket, that bullet got right into the basket, was too easy. That was too easy a shot at that juncture. He made two buckets on the game, five point. Reggie Bullock beat you. I mean, that even digs deep and hurts a little bit more. Look, at, like we'd love to take your call. Like We just got to get out. I'm yep. being told we need to get out. Wheeler, shut up. We did have a caller say, well, what about bringing Dwayne Casey back in five years? Um, caller... Let's leave that to the Toronto Blue Jays. That's their thing, <laughs> recycling managers. The Raptors, uh, they don't do that. So yeah. let's not even go down that road. Good for Dwayne tonight, but I think that we all know who's going to be the team to beat come the end and after 82. One team's going to be fighting for a playoff spot. One team's going to be fighting for playoff positioning atop the Eastern Conference. Great stuff tonight, Dwayne. It was fun. You were on point. Raptors Celtics Friday night. And then the next game right here on TSN 1050. We're hanging on Saturday night, Dwayne. Raptors in Chicago to take on the Bulls, an 8 p.m. tip, 7 p.m. pregame. Fun. Looking forward to it. We have, we have to, like, carry Josh Bloomberg's 125-pound <laughs> frame on Saturday night. He'll be in studio with us as well. It'll be fun. Looking forward to it. He is the great Mr. Basketball Toronto, Dwayne Watson. A shout-out to Champagne Stevie, Keith Bauer. A great job on the call tonight, Paul Jones and Jack Armstrong as well. And thank you to Tyler Hunt and Natasha Shivaraj back at our Raptors control. Uh, on behalf of everyone here at TSN 1050, I am Gareth Wheeler. Final score from the Scotiabank Arena. Uh, well, Dwayne Casey gets one over his former team. Pistons win 106-104. Enjoy the rest of your night, Toronto.